Welcome everyone to Tech Talks, our regular podcast on geospatial technology um, and how it can be used to help or provide solutions for the utility sector. For episode five, I'm going to be discussing a new end-to-end software solution for utility vegetation management. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Shane Brunker, uh, who's going to talk to us about vegetation management systems. But firstly, Shane, if I could get you just to introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, Tim. Great to chat. Uh, So I have spent about a decade now working I guess on the service side of of vegetation management from the perspective of uh, scoping and audit using all sorts of remote sensing technologies and leading the sort of technical strategy on that. And now my role is to actually, like I said, lead the product development efforts at Trimble for our vegetation management tools. And I guess that's why I'm keen to sort of talk about this and how it applies to industry and what we're doing that's different. Perfect. And I suppose a good question to start is because it's very topical is that Trimble have just launched a new vegetation management software, um, Trimble Vegetation Manager, <laughs> called called Trimble Vegetation Manager. And I suppose the, the pertinent question is, you know, what is that and how does that apply to what we're talking about today? Sure. So I'll probably skip ahead a little bit um, and then come back to what you what you've asked. So. Utility vegetation management or UVM in a general sense, it's about the the tools and the practice of managing vegetation risks on overhead line networks. So we're talking about not just trees that are growing in towards the line or might fall, but also things that are growing up under the line. We're talking about long grass, vines growing up poles, you know, all those sorts of different natural hazards that occur and, and impact you know, the reliability um, of the power network. So that, that's that's the fundamental, I guess, space just to start with. And, and what we've seen is the historic means to, man, to manage that risk was to have someone patrol the line either on foot, on a vehicle or in an aircraft and try and make a visual assessment of where are the trees relative to the lines? How does that apply to a potential flashover distance, or if it's a long span, you know, that span blowing out in the wind, where would it be in that situation? Um, what pose, what's the context? What risk does that pose? Um, what category of, you know, defect does that sit in and what work should potentially be done to, to, to manage that risk? Um, or simply sending crews at a given interval down a given line and, and trimming back those trees. So, you know, either scoping out the work or just doing the work in one go. Uh, and what we've seen is that that doesn't necessarily produce the right level of performance that you might need in terms of the reliability of the um, of that scoping exercise or of the actual number of defects or the level of compliance on the network, you know, because people miss things visually. And so, you know, probably 10 or 15 years ago now, LiDAR started to get used for that application. So you'd go in there, um, you'd actually map using a much more reliable 3D sort of laser range finding technique to understand where those hazards exist, what the accurate proximities are, and use that as some level of input into that UVM process. But what we've observed is those things are highly disjointed so that you've got a lot of utility or network operators are attempting to sort of specify how that information should be collected, how it should be analysed, what the reporting output should be, and how that should be actually actioned and operationalised. And conversely, you've got, you know, the LiDAR service provider 
realm who are attempting to try and you know say solve the same problem from a different perspective and we say what we see is hugely divergent levels of success in that area hugely divergent specifications and requirements for actually capturing that information and of course downstream hugely divergent means of operationalizing that so taking that information and doing things with it and the other part of that is on the i guess the management side at the utility it's wherever the information is coming from what are the business systems being used to take that in to understand what work's going to be done when what was done how well was it done what's our level of performance what's our level of compliance and and, and so forth and that is once again highly variable from you know the equivalent of pen and paper through to really sophisticated systems and we've seen demand for increased performance we've seen demand for reduction in budgets uh, as a result of pressure from regulators from uh, customers on network charges um, and, and other sources or from investors that are actually owning those utilities and looking for a return and there's there's a whole lot of different drivers then sort of bouncing about saying there's this uvm thing and there's a whole bunch of technologies being applied um, and there's a demand and a requirement to make it work better and so all that said leads into Trimble Vegetation Manager, and I guess operating on both the LiDAR analysis, remote sensing, IoT input side, and on the other, and, and also on the asset management, fieldwork management side, what we've been able to do is look across all of that and say, what do we think is a best of breed solution that ties in identifying work, uh, managing, prioritizing that work, issuing that work, tracking it, reporting on it. Um, like you would any asset, our asset in this case being a right-of-way or an airspace around a conductor. So what we've done is stick all those things, look inside Trimble, identify the best technology that we have um, and bring all of that together in a, an end-to-end -end solution, which is the, the Trimble Vegetation Manager. And what's included in that is a number of different things. So we start out with a LiDAR analysis tool set that produces data on a standardised data model so that you can get a consistent picture of what's out there, your digital twin, your forest inventory. And we move from there through to uh, an op what we call the program optimizer, that whereby you can actually take that digital twin that says, here are my trees, here are my lines, my proximities, this is how many trees could fall, how many trees could grow in, um, this is where I've got priority ones, twos and threes, and let you actually digest that in a sort of interactive map-based way so that you can determine, hey, here's where I wanna be, here's where I wanna do work, um, here's where I don't need to do work now. Um, here's the basis on which I might design a new cycle-based approach, for example, or a risk-based approach. And then once you've made that decision, we have the operational manager, which is effectively a project and asset management tool that lets you take those decisions, create projects, uh, implement those projects, issue work to contractors, issue work to your own staff, and take the results of all of that back into a single place so that you've got complete visibility of you know, what work's been planned, what work's been done, what have you spent, what's our uh, level of compliance, um, what, you know, what's planned, and all those other sorts of questions you want to know without necessarily having to do any manual record keeping. So it's about trying to generate that end-to-end -end work cycle solution. If that answers your question, Tim. It does, it does, and, and, and you know, very comprehensively for sure. And I think if we were just to boil down a couple of those concepts, I think that would probably be useful as well. So. I'll come back to Trimble Vegetation Manager because we'll talk about that in a, in a further question. But if I was just to go back to the challenges in the industry and you, you really neatly um, kind of 
you know summed up all the different bits but if i was to boil that down a little further would you say then the challenges and it sounds like there's you know it's it's a difficult industry to work in um you know you're always dealing with the fact that the trees are growing constantly and um there's a whole lot of moving parts but it sounds like there's challenges in um getting data in a format that can be easily used by the utility there's challenges in then applying that data to the work cycle and I think you talked about challenges as well in terms of how do you ensure you, that there's visibility? Um, there's, you know, how do you know at any particular time that you are compliant and you are doing what's needed by the regulator? Um, is that, is it, is it have, I, have I done this neatly in three things or is there, is there more than that? Have I made that too simple? Well, I think that's a, um, it's a, pretty, a pretty good summary, I guess on point one, which is data and formats. I guess it's worth taking that back to probably the more fundamental thing because it's not just about, for example, remote sensing data. It's about how do you understand network status? Mm. Where are my trees and, and what risk does every tree pose? And that's fundamentally what any visual scoping or, or patrol attempts to do. Um, and, and the thing there is that emergent as the, the best practices being the use of LIDAR, which then has to be processed and analysed in a very specific way to give a usable result. Uh, and over time, industry has learned to do that, but that's where we see very inconsistent performance by industry, as well as inconsistent means of either specifying or creating the outputs of that in terms of how you might describe um, what the, the status of the network is. So as an example, what we've done is well, look at that and think, well, how can we standardize this in a way that in a, in a data model and in a format that could be really useful to industry? So what we've done is look at all the different ways that different utilities are asking for it and different service providers are producing it and say, how can we best describe a tree in terms of the characteristics of that tree and its relationship to the network? And conversely, how can we best describe a span, you know, which is, you know, the, the line, the single circuit between two poles or towers, and how can we best characterise that in terms of the um, number of um, Trees that, it's, that are adjacent to it, they are the closest to the worst case scenario, um, the amount of work that might need to be done under each of the risk categories and all those different things. And the idea being that from wherever data is coming from, we can provide a tool that will take that data and standardise it. So it gives the utilities the ability to use a wider portion of the contractor industry to um, take that data um, from, from them is that kind of that's the point you can use a um well, a, a wider pool like you said is that is that the, the crux yeah you, you can use a wider pool and get a consistent output okay. um so that you can use one provider multiple providers an internal team um, and change that over time and get that consistent output which is a really highly value-added output mm. which won't necessarily be the case from a non-specialist provider Got you. So that, that standardization is the key to that, I guess. It unlocks that because um, the, the clevers are done through the software, in other words, the, the, the part that yeah. would have done by a specialist. Okay, got you. Yeah, and, and it's not just the, um, the, the standardization, but it's also the richness of that data model. For example, when we're calculating a tree, it's, you know, what's the height of that tree above ground? What's the estimated DBH of that tree? How much of that tree would overlap the line if it fell and hit? And a, and a whole host of other things. Mm. And that's, that's what I'm getting at with richness, because once you know those things, you can start to build decisions off them. And I suppose that comes into my second question, which was going to be if we were going to boil down, because it's a comprehensive solution that you've, you've just um, described there. There's, there's three parts you talked about. There's the LiDAR analyzer, which 
I think you've just talked to you there really nicely in, in terms of how it does that. Then there's um, program optimization, program optimizer, and um, operational manager. Um, maybe just in a sentence, could you just describe the difference between those two parts? Sure. So um, I guess if I summarize what those three things are, it would be identify it, prioritize it, and then do it. <laughs> so yeah. identify, prioritize the work, and then do the work. And that's what those second two components are. So gotcha. program optimizer is about what's more important, proximity, voltage, distance, time until next trim, uh, time until last work, number of connected customers, uh, any of those sort of factors that you want to connect in. That's what the prioritization does. But once you've made that decision, then it's about executing that decision where you might create you know, a thousand specific work orders on, on different um, groups of assets or individual assets to get done and issue that to you know 30 different contractors, for example, or 10 different internal staff members doing audits or mm. or whatnot. And you know that covers not just work identification for trimming, but also potentially for tree removal, for uh, audit of, of contractor work, um, for ad hoc sort of compliance audits, and a range of different things. Um, and that operational manager environment as well, you also got to consider that a typical. Um, work management tool because you could choose any bit of the network any location design a piece of work and issue that to someone to do and get the results you know even if it's as simple as go here have a look take a photo produce a report it's now tied into that system tied into that asset you've now collecting that sort of auditable history i've got you and i mean you've talked to sort of asset management and workflow tool systems i mean those things do exist in industry what what makes this different here uh, what makes it different is it just works out of the box for doing trees. So because we've designed this data model that takes LiDAR, for example, and produces that sort of rich description of the utility forest, we've then geared these tools to take that in directly without modification or without any further manipulation and simply work. So you might be able to buy any off-the-shelf workflow solution, but it's not going to be able to do that. And certainly it's not going to come out of the box with a whole bunch of pre-configured templates focused on typical VM activities because we know what actually goes into that and we've, we've specified that and spec that. So very much it's automated to use the inputs of LiDAR out of the box as the emergent sort of best practice, but also it just comes ready to do a lot of work. It's not You're not starting with an empty system. I've got you. And, you know, you talked about takes for LiDAR in there. I mean, that's is that is that unique? I mean, are there other systems that can take um you know a, a basic sort of lidar data set and turn that into a, a vegetation model or is, is that you know is that kind of industry standard excuse my, my you know the question but just interested to know more about that i'm not aware of anything else that can do that um there are certainly any spatially based or gis based work management system i guess could take the results of our analysis and do something with it but certainly there's nothing out there that connects all those things connects all those dots um, and an easy to adopt way. And I suppose that's the other key thing. It, it, it is it's, uh, it's connects the dots end to end. So it's uh, it's covering, you know, the, the beginning, middle, and end of uh, of, the, of well the, the cycle, right? But from start to finish. That's correct. We we've looked at it, you know, particularly Tremble. We look at things not as a point yeah. solution, but as a work cycle solution. We try and understand where are the pain points, how how does the work flow. And how can we support that whole work cycle rather than just one bit? And that's what we've done here. Okay. And um, 
you've talked to a number of technologies like that are they are they new is this you know are they developed specifically for this solution or how, how has it kind of been um created or, or is it an evolution of something which had already existed sure so what we've done is avoid reinventing the wheel um, for two reasons one it's you know it wouldn't make sense for us to do so um, as, as a business but also because what we don't want to do is try and make something new that we know might be unreliable um, or, or untested so we've actually had a bunch of software tools out in the market for more than 10 years doing these sorts of things um, specifically for vegetation management um, you could consider them a, a bunch of battle tested components and we've brought together three key internal Trimble technologies, um, which did the, the core parts of what our solution sort of represents. And we have tied those together and integrated those together to, to work effectively. So we haven't actually invented anything new. What we've done is properly package and box as a, as a, as a user-friendly, supportable, reliable solution, you know, the, the best of tech that we have here at Trimble um, in our services and software businesses to produce this. Got you. With with all the the configuration and trimmings to make it specifically to vegetation, um, you know, management applications, I guess, being the, that, the key. That, that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, and and particularly, you know, rather than looking at a pure works management or field work management tool, we've we've probably focused more on how can we bring the asset good asset management principles back yeah. to management, and so that's where we started. And you know, the works management tool. Um, that we're using, for example, is sitting currently sitting in about 700 customer premises, um, running their day-to-day -day operations. So that, to me, is the place to start. Use a reliable, proven tool, and we really heavily tailor it to work uh, out of the box for vegetation management. And it, and it, and it you know, certainly sounds interesting. But can you talk to the upside? Like, what does it, what does that mean for a utility? How, how does that, uh, you know, improve their day-to-day? -day? Sure. So I mean. Every circumstance is different, you know. I'd, I'd never go around claiming that we can halve everyone's bill. But what, what we can do is, depending on the situation, make significant impacts on sort of annualised OPEX. So in terms of, and that's primarily about helping the customer contract smarter or contract better in terms of how they um they will bring on vegetation contractors, um, who, which is the main cost, and how they actually specify their work and, and get out there and, and issue that work and, and pay them. Um, and so OPEX is a really big one, but also things like, depending on the, the regulatory situation, we can do things like um, reduce um, tree-related outages, for example, and if you've got like a, a reliability metric, which is part of your, um, your regulatory environment, we can sort of pull that cost down. And also legal, um, and financial liability directly because if we're helping better manage the network and we can sort of demonstrate an auditable best practice workflow, then we've seen strong evidence that that impacts heavily in terms of how the utility is perceived in the litigation environment and how they're perceived by their insurers uh, in terms of mitigating um, either an incident that has occurred or, or in case of an insurer where they're sort of pricing incidents that haven't yet occurred. So it's all about how can we drive OPEX um, and reduce sort of legal financial um, impacts. And all that typically adds up to provide, uh, you know, a, a net benefit long-term, which we estimate sort of at about 10% of annual vegetation um, 
OPEX expenditure net. So after all costs, after our costs, after any new data costs, we typically see, you know, um, significant direct savings. Um, but there's, of course, an obligation. You can't just get those savings for free. There's then that sort of comes with some, you know, internal changes and then practices that need to come along with that with the software system. So it's as much about implementing an idea as it is implementing a software system that enables an idea. Let me ask you another question. So this is a software solution. So it's it's obviously designed to be run on the client's, or I assume it's designed to be run on the client side, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Who, who is it entirely run by utility or do they need to bring in consultants to do it? How, how does it kind of work? So the, the main focus is having everything on-premise in control um, of the utility. And we've started there, and now there's different flexibility. There's different flexibilities to how we can take that forward. But typically, we expect everything to be owned, effectively not owned, but operated by the utility, uh, include on all three of those modules. And the reason for that, for example, is if the utility is licensing from us the LiDAR analyzer capability, that means that that's something that could be free issued to consultants, to, to mapping companies, or to internal staff as needed. Um, and that sort of solidifies that consistent data-rich output. Um, and so, so there's different, particularly on the LiDAR analyzer, there's a number of ways we can go about uh, implementing that. On the program optimizer and operational manager, that is very specifically uh, on-premise, in-house, um, controlled and operated by the utility themselves. Um, so it's it's pure software, which means that there's no need for us to be involved in anything. Um, and if needed, everything can be run in-house by the customer. Got you. And my last question, is there an app for that? <laughs> there is an app for that. There is an app. A triple presentation manager field app that's part of the, um, the solution. So operational manager has effectively desktop-focused tools uh, Tablet-focused tools and native app-focused tools, and the, and the latter is about being able to work offline, out of signal, particularly in, in a simplified environment. So, yes, there is an app for that. <laughs> Good news. Oh, well, well, thank you, Shane. Really appreciate you talking to us today. Um, I mean, that's really interesting. Uh, if if people wanted to find out more, wh where would they go to to get some more details? I believe they could go to upa.trimble.com slash vegetation manager and find everything there. Perfect. Well, thanks very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Speak to you next time.